Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello! Howdy doody. Yellow. Hello. Hmm. Nice to see you all. Virtually. Well, yes. Virtually, <laughs> as always. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I, I just imagine you sat around a table with me. Yeah, this... The, the... The, the the virtual experience. Maybe I mean, one day, one we, day we, we should do it. What actually sit around a table and play D and D? No, 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 no. Like put webcams on. Yeah, I mean you can. <laughs> I mean, if 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 you really want to, I mean, we'll but, do that when we uh, branch out into Twitch streaming. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not going to record this shit. No, it'd just be really funny. <laughs> we, we could do it on tabletop simulator and just pick avatars and stuff for ourselves. Yeah, it'd be really funny. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yes, well, they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and now, Mr. Dick Fate, our barbarian. Hello! Woo! You're not a, you're not a cross-class, what the hell? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I did, because I did it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you don't have to, to multi-class, but you pick the right character first off and roll well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're a pure-blooded ancestral, I believe, barbarian. No, uh, spirit, spirit totem. That's spirit, it. Spirit, spirit totem, totem barbarian. Yeah. yeah, get the no, two that, mixed up. That was um, that was our good friend Atlas. He was yeah, yeah, had the ancestral guardians. Mm-hmm. He did indeed. But yes, Mister Dick Fate, our half-orc spirit totem barbarian, has joined the party, or at least for a night, as he uh, well, let's recap last week. Tommy pointed a gun at uh, a random half-orc that approached the camp. You hastily introduced yourselves to each other, and you, you're starting to build maybe a tenuous little bridge of trust when our good buddy Menderax landed behind you all and instantly knocked out Sophia with the back of his axe. <laughs> what a twat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he then led you all on quite a quite a crafty fight using his invisibility, darkness, and his flight to essentially try to pick you all off one at a time. And his plan might have worked had Tommy not been holding on for dear life to his last last precious little health potion to get uh, Sophia back to her feet. And that I think was enough to kind of turn the tables a little bit. It's it's interesting. I always find like these if a monster can take on the party by themselves. I think the way they have to do it is to start knocking you out quicker than you can overwhelm them with actions. And Menderax, he, he's not that strong. If he, he just if you guys just came across him by himself, and even if you didn't get the drop on him, it was just a, a straight-up, let's roll for initiative fight, you guys could probably take him. He's crafty, he's uh, got some skills, and he's got a hell of a lot of resistances, but he's not that strong in the grand scheme of things. Not for a, you know, a fully prepared, fully uh, rested up party, but you guys were weakened, disorganized, and hadn't even built an alliance with your new uh, new half-orc friend, and yeah, he got the drop on Sophia, which uh, made this uh, a lot uh, closer than you might have expected. You did, however, repel him via crafty use of uh, spells, taking lucky shots into the darkness, and all around doing just enough to drive him away, though he did escape alive. After that, you and uh, Mr. Fate got to chatting, and, well, I think it was Sophia actually recognized him. 
as the previous card, guard Captain Emmerich, the fake one, back in Varadin. You also recognize the name Montel, a uh, strange man who rescued Dick Fate and uh, was planning to meet you all and just never showed up. You never really found out exactly why he didn't. You just, I guess, assumed he was lying to you at the time and had never intended to go back. But Dick knows that Montel did specifically leave to go back to Varadin. At least that's what he was told. Yep. Seems your uh, ships crossed in the night, essentially. Did not uh, come into contact. And, well, we got a little bit of an insight into how uh, Mr. Fate has changed since we've uh, seen him. Because for those of you who've been listening for a long time, our half-orc friend here was introduced in our first ever little side one-shot that's connected to the main story, where we charted the fall of Samuel Crenn and what really happened behind the scenes in Varadin. And Dick's mind got kind of ravaged by the King in Yellow and was forced into Samuel Crenn's service. Now our poor half-orc is dealing with the aftermath of that. You're no longer essentially ensnared by the King in Yellow, but... Contact with such creatures leaves deep scars, as I think all of you have experienced in one way and another. And Dick, especially with the mentions of Rogar and some of his past actions, is kind of struggling to bury thoughts that he'd prefer to stay buried. That all said and done, you didn't even get a moment's chance to rest, because as you were starting to chat and understand each other a little bit, Solara, she ain't looking too good. As her nose began to bleed... And she collapsed right here on the uh, snow near the campfire. And that was where we ended the episode. <laughs> yeah, you leave my non-girlfriend alone. <laughs> my non-girlfriend girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's where we're going to pick up, though, right? All, uh, all wondering just what I'm playing at here with my... Uh... <laughs> I mean, you tell us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... For the first time that we all know of, Solara is going to have a dream, and it is quite a curious one. So, the group of you, Sophia, Tommy, Dick, R4, you watch Solara collapse to the ground, and when you get close to her, she looks like she's just fallen into an instant deep sleep. That blood on her nose isn't, like, constantly pouring, it was more just like a nosebleed, and it's just starting to dry already. And her eyes are held tightly closed. You can see like that rapid eye movement just below, just behind the lids. She's clearly not having a pleasant sleep. But if you try to shake her, try to talk to her, she's not waking up. She's still breathing. Otherwise seems fine, even with just cursory medical checks. But she's definitely out cold. As for Solara and what she currently sees, Solara... She can feel the cold, hard stone beneath her. She can feel tight bindings cutting into her skin around her arms and legs. Her head is screaming in pain. The sounds of combat are ringing out all around her as her eyes very slowly blink open. And she sees a shadowy creature unleashing a torrent of icy destruction and then retreating as a large humanoid figure rushes over through the cold and slashes out at the entity. As the magical creature backs off, this humanoid turns its heavily bandaged face to look at her and a voice sounds out within her mind. So you're the one they're looking for. 
Sit tight, just a moment. If all goes to plan, some of us might just survive. Slara feels groggy. Her head is spinning as she's falling kind of in and out of consciousness. Wait, you're, you're not... Uh, who, who are you? My name is Anseer. Your friends are here. One of them just appears to have transformed into a T-Rex, so don't worry. I think the fight appears to be going our way right now. Slara shakes her head, unsure exactly what's going on and what the new information given to her by this figure means. Frankly, it's merely adding to her confusion. No, no, that doesn't make sense. Sophia told me Ansir died. You, you, you can't be here. What? What? The figure in black who had turned to leave stops mid-step and looks back towards Solara. Sophia. Yes, I recall that name. The man looks lost and a little perplexed for a moment, as if he's struggling to reconcile some conflicting thoughts within himself. He shakes his head and kind of starts rubbing his temple and looks back towards Solara. If you see her before I do, make sure to tell her this. It's, it's quite vital. I overheard from Elystra speaking about her brother, David. It seems he is... The dream stops. The noise of battle is gone. The strange voice of this creature claiming to be Ansir is gone. Everything within the room is seemingly paused, like an image of a memory frozen in time. Solara's breath quickens as she begins to panic, shouting out into the frozen world all around her, demanding a response from anyone who can hear her cries. The response she receives is one that merely heightens her fear. The image of the memory starts to burn away. Ansir, the Illuminated's Tower, Archpriestess Lauren, Atlas, Flodo, Noah, they all disintegrate before her eyes, leaving nothing but a dark, empty spot where the memory of them all once resided. Nahar's voice echoes all around her, repeating the words of her punishment. You shall pay with all you hold dear. Your life shall be naught but ash upon the winds. Solara blinks as tears run down her eyes, as eventually the memory is completely gone and she is left in darkness. As for the rest of you, what do you all do? So we're seeing Solara effectively asleep. Yeah, seems to be the case. Um, I guess I might kind of motion to um, Sophia to suggest maybe we should pick her up and carry her over to her bedroll. Make her a bit more comfortable. Yeah, I'm trying not to panic. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just it, Tommy's not particularly mad, medically minded. He doesn't or magically minded. So doesn't really know if it's just exhaustion something to do with um, with her memory loss or something else going on entirely kind of looks to um Sophia as if to say you know you're the, you're the healer I don't know what this is um she seems to be dreaming doesn't she her eyes are twitching yeah I think so should, should I, we try and wake her if she's dreaming now we probably shouldn't we just let her rest I think we, we're all supposed to be resting anyway yeah before um 
Well, the big, big green fucker showed up. Uh, not not you. Tommy turns to look at Dick. The 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 other one. No offense taken. Look, uh, yeah, we're gonna we need to camp down anyway for the rest of the night. I've we'll, some, we'll take some turns watching. I I'll take the first watch. Look, I got you. No need to worry. Dick, watch. Well, I appreciate your sentiment, mate, but. No offence, you you had our back in that fight. I'll give you that, but I don't know you from uh, from anyone. How do I? How can I trust? <laughs> Dick, sell, Dick, tell you, Dick, Dick, true hero. You you know Dick. Don't worry, Dick, hero. Right, right okay. We also well, knew you were pretending to be fake Amrick, so no, mate. I'm Tommy. You rest. You 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 haven't had any rest yet. Let me. No, look, look. No, yeah, I mean, he might have been, but I also think he was under some kind of mind control. And trust me, I I do know a bit about that. So, on one regard, he seems sound, but counterpoint, he's also wanging on about being a hero. And the last bloke we knew who did that just turned into a fucking dragon. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, let me let me do the first first watch. Um, actually. R four, R four doesn't need to sleep properly. He's, Tommy, he's... Tommy, I'm not gonna sleep while she's like this. All right. Well, let's. You, you'll need some kip in a bit, but yeah, I will. Let, let me, let me get my. She head might down wake then. up. She might wake up any second now. And All right. Okay. I, I be awake. All right. Okay. Well, R four is gonna power down, but he's kind of effectively always watching anyway because he he's no he can never be surprised when he's powered down. He just kind of sits there staring. Is, uh, Dick, have you got any healing potions that we could give her? Uh, I'm, I'm all tapped out of spells. Dick, uh, you, you, you see Dick with no clothes on, yeah? Okay, yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit tired. Um, yeah, no, no, it, it okay. You guys, you guys get some rest, um, so no, maybe I'll try and get her to drink something. All right, well, look, just wake me up in a bit, all right, Sophia? Mm-hmm. I'll take my, my watch in a mo. So Tommy, Tommy's going to go and try and get some kip, get, see, if, see if he can um, restore some um, sweet, sweet HP. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and yeah, I guess, Sophia, I'll take, take this watch. And level up. And, well, yeah, we'll, we, we're going to all have to have a sleep eventually, except Dick, but yes. yes. Uh, Dick is not going to go to sleep because Dick does not sleep. Does okay. he not? So you're going to take the uh, the point of exhaustion for this if you're staying up all night? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I am fully aware. Yep, that's fine then. So Dick will choose to keep himself awake, which means uh, you get level one exhaustion, which is disadvantage on ability checks. So stealth, athletics, things like that nature. How stealthy are you nowadays? More stealthy yeah, well, than he was. I, I, I'm I'm naked, so I ha- don't have normal disadvantage, which is what we're about. <laughs> More so. stealthy than he was. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so so as long as we can stop him announcing his presence, we'll be fine. To be fair, I was lis- I was listening back to the one shot, and Dick never rolled like below like a seventeen on stealth. Yeah, he's actually surprisingly <laughs> really cool. <stealthy>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he is uh, light of foot and uh, <laughs> kind, of of kind of fits his new new persona actually. Yeah. Quite well, yeah. It's kind of um, appearing 
saving people and then disappearing into the night. Hmm. He's not Batman. Well, no. No, he's the crow. But <laughs> 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 insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so Tommy's going to get some sleep then, and uh, I think we'll all, we'll all eventually get some sleep taking watches. Okay. Because, so, I mean, yeah. It, for, for all we know, Mendrax will come back in five minutes. So yeah, I really don't know what to do about Solara, to be honest. Could you do? Could you do a check on her? You could do like well, a medicine well, check or, or well, you, I, yeah, I think she's a. I, thought, I, I was just saying, I thought that you'd said that. You know, there appears to be nothing wrong with her except she fell asleep. Yeah, by your like passive medical, like you mm. don't see any wounds on her. She's not like spitting up poison. She's not foaming at the mouth. She does just seem asleep. I mean, if you wish to perform any other sorts of checks on her, that might reveal something. It might not. Investigation? I, what am I investigating? You, I, I, so you could try a medicine check, and or or. I, don't I know remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can try it. See if you learn anything extra. With uh, my roll having a minus one to it. Hey, you never know. Might roll a twenty. Hey, a five. Five. You uh, poke her in the side of the cheek a few times, and she doesn't stir. And you, in your expert uh, doctoral opinion, she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I think Dick's going to be a bit like you. Uh, you guys uh, look after girl. Dick, Dick, just uh, go check perimeter. Dick, go uh, make sure all okay. I look at Tommy and just shrug my shoulders. Tommy's already asleep. All right, okay. Well, I look at asleep Tommy and shrug my shoulders. <laughs> sure. So you all sort of go to sleep. I mean, Sophia, if you're tending to Solara for a little bit first, kind of going with the first watch with uh, Dick. And Dick seems, I assume anyway, unless you wish to correct me here, uh, Uncle, but Dick is being true to his word and keeping a, a tight watch on the perimeter for Menderax or anything else returning. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, you don't see any real change in Solara during this time. She's dreaming for a while, but then she kind of goes still eventually after about an hour or so and settles into what you would think is a more regular sleep. But she still doesn't just wake up. But perhaps you don't want to even try to wake her up by that point. Eventually, Tommy, I assume you probably get up a bit early to give Sophia a bit of extra rest since you kind of did half a watch earlier. Mm -hmm. Dick is still awake and going around, which, I mean, even if you call over to him, I'm sure he'd just brush you off and keep going. So a bit of a losing effort there before you even start. Mm -hmm. um, but so far, it all seems peaceful and nothing else is coming back as the sun starts to rise. One thing I will say is, Tommy, when you're taking the morning watch, the early, early morning, just before the sun starts to rise, I think there's a moment where you're sat down amongst the wilderness and your mind starts to replay the events of the last day you know trying to order things and do the usual post battle assessment where did you do everything you could have did you make the right choices so on and so forth could you have known what rogo was planning probably not there are a lot of thoughts that are kind of easy to dismiss or just take on the idea that that's just how it had to be and how it was always going to go but there is one moment when you suddenly realize you have the dagger of Baal in your hand and you don't remember reaching for it. You're not holding it like a weapon, though. You're holding it almost cradled in your palm, looking down at the blade. And maybe it's a trick of the light. Maybe it's your own 
problems raising their head and messing with your perception, but you swear reflected in that blade is flames and shadows being incinerated. And Tommy's done a lot in his life. You're not a a squeamish person, and it's quite easy for someone who's lived the sort of life you're living to kind of say, hey, battle's battle. If someone comes at me, or I think they're going to come at me, then that's their life in their hands. But sometimes it's easier to dismiss than others, and when you're looking in that blade, there is something that tugs at you just a little bit more than you expect. It takes a little bit longer to dismiss it, and you're kind of holding that dagger in your hand for a lot longer than you feel like you'd like to, until you eventually get the strength to put it away and banish those thoughts just a, a little bit to start the day. Mm, yes, I'll, I'll tuck that blade back into the bag of holding. Kind of um, guiltily, you know, as if as if I've um, been, well, I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, and um, I might potentially be caught. So, sort of, quite, quite, quite furtively, just to slip it back in there, try and sort of shake, shake it away, shake the thoughts away. Hmm. And um, yeah, I think I'll sort of stretch my legs a little bit, get up, and I might um, wonder if I can see Dick still patrolling, kind of nod, nod to him. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's about morning time. I think it might be start to, time to get the others up and see if we can uh, make a move. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, Dick, Dick won't go come now. Uh, Dick, Dick, help! Dick, keep eye out. Dick, uh, Dick won't go grab still. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me just get the others up, and we'll. Um, as I say, I'll take you to um, within eye shot of the of the camp, and you can kind of see what a number we did on it, and then you can make your decisions. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of um, I'll go over. I'll wake R four up. Well, I'll I'll, I'll put R four into on mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll um, and I'll I'll nudge Sophia awake, and um, go over to Solara. I'll be a bit more cautious with with waking Solara. Just maybe gently, gently give her shoulder a, a, a gentle shake. So um, when you go to wake Sophia, um, you're greeted to actually quite a ghastly sight. You see that her eyes through the night have been bleeding and congealing as the disease she caught in the river has progressed. She now has a full case of sight rot. Lovely. It is a painful infection that causes bleeding from the eyes and essentially, for a mechanical basis, the creature takes a minus one penalty to attack rolls and ability checks that rely on sight, and it is a progressive disease, so it will continue getting worse. Lovely. So we need to find, um, yeah, we need to find something to cure disease or infections. Mm-hmm. Do I have rest- lesser restoration? Wait a minute. Well, you you could you you do have to do your prayer this morning to see what yeah. spells you have. So you can I think ask. I do have access to that spell. What lesser restoration? Hmm. You could ask Kalimbo. I don't know if that will that cure it. Mm, what does lesser restoration say? You touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. The con- uh, the condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. That is not helpful. That's a condition, but it says yeah. you can cure disease. Ooh, yes. Two different categories. Yes, you can end one disease. 
Yeah. So um, when you wake up and realize that your eyes basically don't open, uh, <laughs> there may be a uh, hasty prayer to Kalembor there to swap your spells around. <laughs> Yay! Does that mean can, it's gone? Can I, I get uh, <laughs> one of those uh, lesser restorations, please? Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> and some chicken nuggets. Yeah, side order of fries. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I guess yeah. Quick, quick spell yeah. to, to the big man. Mm. Quick, quick prayer to the big man. Yeah. So if you're casting lesser restoration, you uh, your hands glow with that faint little grey aura. You place them over your eyes, and it's almost like you wipe the disease away, and it's just completely gone. And you feel much better, and you can now see clearly. Yay! I can see clearly now. Yeah. The blood has gone. <laughs> I'm healed, healed, right? Totally healed. Yep, but this well, has you've been a long rest. Okay, cool. You've st st still lost a lot of wisdom, but that's beside the point. Yeah, let's not bring that up. <laughs> yes, so you now have a ball officially leveled up, and yes, you go to wake Solara. Uh, she does wake up when you uh, call hey. out to her, shake her shoulder. She looks very pale, paler than she normally looks. In fact, you would say it's exhaustion, but she seems to sit up okay without any real issue. She sort of shakes her head and goes, Ah, oh, I have such a headache. What what happened last night? Well, you, uh, you kind of collapsed with some blood pouring out your nose, and then you fell asleep from what we could tell, and we were... Kind of reluctant, really, to wake you because we thought you might be, um, well, exhausted. Been a bit of a mental couple of days. Uh, how are you feeling? I don't know. I I feel, oh, I feel so strange. Like um, uh, like I don't feel tired, but I feel drained. Does that make sense? Uh, everything's just sort of blurry and out of focus. I mean. You you fell into like some pretty heavy sleep. Do you remember anything? She just shakes her head as she's sort of struggling to remember anything. No, no, it was just darkness. And you see, she kind of shudders when she says that, but doesn't really offer an explanation why. I mean, the first time we went to sleep, you said something about knowing. What did she say exactly? Knowing Ansir, but you've never met Ansir. And to my knowledge, you've, you've never seen Ansir. Do you remember anything about that anymore? About that? She sort of squints at you a little bit and goes, Who? You remember Ansir? The thing that we just fought? Kind of. She sort of shakes her head like, No, um, no. What? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, that's, uh, it's all very confusing. All right, okay. Well, maybe after some coffee or something. Do you remember being a no? She kind of scratches her head a little bit and then nods slowly, like, yeah, in the the camp, right? Ugh. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's been going on with you, but you know you lost your memories and stuff, right? And maybe it's to do with that. Maybe all this is something to do with what happens when you lost your memories. She kind of shrugs. And says, maybe... Maybe. Do you remember Varadin at all? Anything that happened in Varadin? She shakes her head again. Okay, so she's definitely not remembering any of that shit. Okay. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's get some grub and then we'll um, 
I've, uh, I've promised our man here that we'll uh, go and have a quick peek back at the camp, show him what damage we did to it. So he's got a got a good understanding that it's pretty fucked. You keep saying like we did all that bombing. Look, we didn't do it all, but we did a number on it. We certainly set it up for its full. And really, that's all that matters. Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll have some light rations, and then I guess yeah, we'll um we'll escort Dick back. I'm gonna be keeping a fairly kind of good eye out on the way because I really don't want to um wander into Mendrax if I can help it. Not that I'll probably get much of a warning if he is coming, but I still want to keep an eye out. Hmm. I mean, did I tell you everything that I heard from Mendrax talk with? No, you yeah, haven't yet. No. At all. <laughs> you haven't told me any of it. So I, 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 basically all I know about him is that um, if it was from what happened when he rocked up. Yeah, so I think I might explain some of that. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so so to, to paraphrase, I don't did he say it was Melkarak? Mm. Anyway, Menderak was talking to some lipless guy over some kind of portal magic-y thing. And he was talking about his pet in the castle doing his bidding. And I don't think that was you. Do you? Was that you? Is that me? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm anyone's fucking pet. Exactly. I mean, not not to uh, belabor the point or anything, but you're not the most cunning. Well, it's not really too much fucking effort, is it? But yeah. no. So, yeah. so, so, what you're saying is that Rogar was um, in cahoots with him. Is that right? Yeah. Well, from from the sounds of it, it didn't sound like he knew that. Well, that Rogar knew that Mendrax and and the Awoken would be here, like at the camp. So, I think he. I mean, to be honest, if he'd known that, I doubt he would have let us come here, or or come with us, or whatever. So is he? Is, is he? He's one of these dickheads in his cult, then, basically. Yeah. Worshiping his god and that. And apparently, Rogar was supposed to be looking for something. Now, if he was supposed to be looking for something, and then his god brought him back to life, and he's fucked off to the crown of the world mountains, and he's probably gone to find it, because like, guess he's wasn't been told he, off. Wasn't he? Do we do we remember he was? Or do we know he was looking after looking for the heart? No. Um, we we, we, I we know think. He... Well, Rogar and Mendrax actually talked about it in front of Sophia. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. We did. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're looking. Well, mate. I mean, how much did they did Rogar say? Did he say he was looking for the heart of the Titan King and that it's in Ganaran? No, I think he just said the heart, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Rogar's looking for the heart of something and he's supposed to I don't know go listen back to the previous episodes <laughs> <laughs> so, so 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 Sophia explains to Tommy what she recalls and Tommy's like well so he was really interested in that map wasn't he and it wasn't just about the camp what the one that we put in the the one, the one with the mountain appearing and disappearing yeah, yeah. but we that we also gave to what's her chops well, it's in the we, temple, isn't it? It's in, the, it's in his temple, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm starting to think maybe we um, want to associate less with uh, whatever the fuck's going on there. Maybe uh, after we've 
showing Mr. Dick Fate here. The camp will uh, we'll head back and we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I mean she might fuck off anyway now Rogar's gone. She might she might go up to um, wherever that fucking art is and um, meet up with uh, Dragongar and <laughs> whatever's going on there. So, I'll, uh, so it makes me think we might... We might have to head up that way ourselves as well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not. It's not our fight, but well, considering I kind of like, feel like gone. But Martin was affiliated, and that witch lady is affiliated. Like, we need to get her out if she's not gone. But then again, Martin's fucked off, so maybe he's gone to get her. Maybe. He's, yeah. Maybe, but look, yeah, I have a feeling this is. This is coming for us one way or another. And I can't feel partly responsible because we brought Rogar here in the first place. And whatever he's trying to do, I don't know. Maybe we should try and stop him. He has the same information as us. But he's a dragon now. Yeah. So whether he's still sentient is anyone's guess, really. Whatever he's doing, though, if he's headed straight off that way, I'm guessing that's where he was supposed to be going in the first place. Now, for some fucking reason, he was going, what I told you last night, he was going one-to-one against a, well, a devil that you said looked like Ansir. Now, why he set that up in the middle of our infiltration of this camp, I don't know, unless it was to thwart our plans or... Like I said, I mean, if if... He'd known that the the Awoken were here, was here. And if he'd known that all of this was in the aid of the Whispering Man, he would never have brought the fight here. No. So I he's, think he's so really he's, cocked up. Well, I don't know. I mean, I can't understand why... I can't understand why he was going one-to-one with the devil in the first place. I can't understand why he chose to do it right in the middle of our infiltration as well. And if you didn't know what was going on here, I mean, I don't even have the faintest. I know he had a plan. And all I'm getting out of this is that his plan was a lot more fucking extensive and a lot more behind our back than either of us realised. Yeah. And perhaps, perhaps things have already gone too far now, but... I mean, normally, I mean, we went our separate ways. He went into the dreamlands and we, we've been held together because of Varadin and now we're held together because like we've been being kicked out of Varadin we had the refugees didn't we we were trying yeah. to find them somewhere safe and this was it this was kind of our last hurrah anyway but now I don't know something about this dragon Rogar if it was him we we can't know for definite at this point so we have to go after him right not not in a caring let's see if he's alright way but well, he's, he's up to something. He's been up to something for a while. And, well, it's not really been our problem. It feels like it's becoming a... Well, if he's in league with these guys, these guys are fucking try, try, rallying orcs and gnolls together to f- wage fucking war on the entire, like, entire country. This is not, not small worshipping a god. And there's still a fucking black sun up there. That's got something to do with him as well. Right. We need to start doing something about this. Now, let's... We've got... as The way I see it, I've got two things I want to do. Well, one thing I want to do, I want to go and save my mate, Valmin. Being in that camp reminded me that Valmin is... Well, he's the closest thing I've got to a friend apart from you, Sophia. Hmm. And 
he needs help. I know he wouldn't be slacking if I needed help. So I need to go and try and save him sooner rather than later. But now we're up here. Now we've got this in front of us. He might have to wait a little bit longer. I say, are you guys saying any of this near or like around Dick? Or is he, am, I, am I just... Uh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of imagining Dick forging your heads i mean if you okay. if you want if he wants to pop back and listen in no no no. i'm quite i'm quite comfortable with the forging ahead idea i was just i was just wondering because uh obviously if he, uh, if he had overheard you talking about varadin and getting people out of varadin that would interest dick well I, I think i mentioned that last yesterday just before we got attacked so if you if you want to if, if dick kind of wants to recall that because i did say we were we managed to save and you were agents of hobo yeah, and uh, yeah, I think we mentioned. I certainly mentioned that, 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 we, that, we, that we, de- we defeated Kren anyway. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, definitely mentioned it defeated Kren and whatnot. But that's, that's okay. Not, that's yeah, we, we, I mean, we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll soon fill you in on that bit anyway. Yeah, probably. But yeah, no. So, so I'm just yeah. So I'm just kind of imagining that me and basically uh, this is the first chance me and Sophia have really had to talk about anything. So yeah. kind of on the, on the way back while Tommy's keeping on the on the tree line, we're kind of having a bit of a chat while Dick sort of forges ahead. Maybe. R four is kind of just just striding along afterwards, and um, Solara's perhaps still a little bit woozy and a little bit out of it. So she's 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 within earshot, but she's maybe not paying a huge amount of attention. Right, right. So yeah, so look, so this is my thinking. Basically, we've got we've kind of got to do something about the Rogar situation, and then my next port call is to go and go and save my mate Velmin. Now, if you'll come with me come and give me a hand then once he's safe whatever you need to do i'm with you all the way i've got nowhere else to go now so with you um talking about valmin actually r4 chirps up a little bit at one point when you uh, move on to that and goes father what did you learn about my other creator do we know where he is yeah we got a good idea i got some uh got some documentation when we were in the tent and was it Arkinvald? Is that so it? So you were you had two names, yeah. So you had a shipment from Arkinvald to a place called Throck. Yeah. So I've got um, I'm I'm assuming Arkinvald's possibly somewhere we need to uh, or or both of them. So I've got I've got I've got a good idea of um particularly as we know that there were rifles and pistols as part of the shipment. Mm-hmm. There's a fairly good idea that perhaps Valmin is is where the shipment originated, so Arkenveld's a good place to start. So I'll kind of I'll fill him in on that. Dick, are you deciding that you're listening into this, or are you staying ahead? <sighs> to be honest, I think just because a I walk faster than you guys anyway, Dick probably would be forging ahead if not like being actually the the full ten feet ahead that I can move. Mm. Any of you guys probably getting further and further away. So if you guys aren't like you know, I, 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 <sighs> keeping an eye on. Uh, I might be uh, getting a little bit out of sight. <laughs> Fair enough. Sophia, then, while you're hearing all this, do me a history check. Mm, dear. <laughs> oh, it's intelligence instead of wisdom. Isn't that nice? <laughs> uh, hey, 20. 20. In. Sophia knows her history. She had it drilled into her by her tutors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she did indeed. Many a beating, many a wrong question answered. But this one... <laughs> This particular one stuck out in her mind. Um, Throck is the current, effectively, capital city of the 
orcs on a different continent. In fact, it is most likely where um, your good friend who you were impersonating that whole time, our uh, Wolfmaster Joran, probably came from there since he mentioned traveling quite a long way. Mm. I explain that. In terms of what you know with a 20, Sophia, on top of that, you know it is a city that is essentially built into a mountain range that is quite close to some uh, dwarven mines and cities as well. It is an area that is constantly erupting in warfare between elves, orcs, and dwarves, basically over who owns what. And uh, ever-shifting battle lines is the, uh, the main part of that area. I mean, is it like the next continent of how far are we talking? Um, if you look on your map, you would find it oh, is all the way over to the west. You'll see a large mountain range that cuts pretty much through the middle of that continent. And you will see Throck right there. Maps, maps, maps. What map would that be? It's on the, it's on the one on the website. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. Fantastic. Right. I do explain that. Cool. I say, uh, that's a fair way. That, yeah, that's... I don't know. What about the other name? Did we recognise the other name? Well, Arkenveld. Yeah, that one doesn't ring a bell at all, unfortunately. No, but that's, that's where the, where the goods originated, so there's a good good chance that's where that's where Valmin is. So basically, what, what, what Tommy's asking, Sophia, is will you... We'll, we'll see this out, then if you'll come with me to rescue Valmin next, then whatever you need to do, I'm I'm with you. Right, so there are a few things. There's David. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say this to you, like to Tommy as in, person, in character. Right, so there are a few things that make me hesitant. Right, so you know I've been looking for my brother, and to be honest, he's pissed me off a lot, but he's still my brother. And I made a deal with my dad. You remember when I got taken? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then you, you just let you go. Yeah. His... This is when David was being a dick. And I kind of said, well, if you let me go, I'll give you David. And then just before we left Varadin, David came to me and said that things aren't what they seem. So I... I t- it's all mixed up with the whole Rogar Malarkey and uh, is Solara near us? Is she perking up when I say David at all? She's not perking up at all. Ah, motherfucker. Okay, so there's that. Solara, your memory has been wiped. We, we've got to sort that out. I mean, there's some powerful magic behind that. Surely, I don't know, is it got to do with this coin that you were supposed to give me? This pouch with the coin in? I mean, you, you can see why there are, there are a lot of things that I need to do, Tommy. That's fine. Look, I and I will happily, if you help me find Valmin, help me make, get him somewhere safe, then I'll happily do as many of your things as you need on your side, 100%. But the longer we leave Valmin where he is, the more chance there isn't a Valmin when we yeah, get there. I guess yours is very time sensitive, isn't it? So look, oh. uh, that's all I'm all I'm saying. If you'll if you'll help me, I will help you. And beyond that, I have nothing else in this world really. So yeah, let's go. Let's go save your brother. 
go kill your dad. Let's go get Solara's memories back, whatever the fuck we gotta do. Alright. Arc four, family counselling. <laughs> Jesus, we're only in arc two. We're going to so, we're skipping to four already. So if, if, you're, if, if you're if you're kind of agreeing with that, then I will notice that Dick's kind of quite a long way ahead. If you, well, if you are agreeing with that, nah. okay. Well, I'll let you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, fuck you then. I'll see you later. I have to go save Marvin. Um, yeah. Uh, What's well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. You, you see what you think, anyway. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. But look, uh, Dick's getting a bit away from us. Oi, oi, mate, hang on. I, 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 I don't think Dick would really like. You know, I'm not. I'm not exactly turning around. I'm, I'm just getting on with it. <laughs> Dick is determined. He wants to get there and and quite quickly. All right. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll pick up the pace a little. So, I mean, you guys can eventually kind of catch up to uh, Dick, who is definitely forging a way forward. And uh, I'll ask this. How close are you getting to the Shimmering River camp? I mean, you, you know, we, we found a good spot to overlook it previously mm-hmm. uh, when we were coming up with our plan and stuff. Far enough away that we wouldn't get spotted by the kind of patrols and the... Yeah, so I, I've got a feeling that that's a good place to start. And at least from there, you can you should be able to tell the camps if not on fire, smouldering hmm. steadily. Okay, so you go to that uh, little vantage point that overlooks the camp quite nicely, and I'd say it's probably about, rough guess, maybe 600, 700 feet away from the walls, decent distance, and especially Tommy maybe lending out his scope to give a closer look at times, you do get a good view of what's going on down there. There has been... Heavy and extensive damage to all the walls and buildings. You see most of them have been either smashed to pieces or have burnt down in areas. Pretty much all the weak structures that uh, these these people saw previously, like the tents and things like that, have been destroyed. In fact, you see the area that you previously knew as the, uh, the prisoner cages. That whole area has pretty much collapsed under fire. It was right next to one of the walls. You can see some of the more permanent structures, like the ritual chamber, have been damaged. That one specifically, part of the roof has collapsed, but the structure's just about standing. Okay. If Tommy or Sophia or whoever is going to start pointing out how the camp was set up, um, you will see that the orc side of the camp actually looks pretty empty. In fact, what tents that aren't just burnt and tattered on the floor are otherwise just gone. It seems the orcs, as far as you can tell from this distance, are no longer there. They left. On the other side of the camp, there are knolls remaining, less than previous. I think I mentioned there were were well into the hundreds of knolls originally, and now there's significantly less. You can see other creatures roaming around, though. The frost giant that you're all familiar with is on the knoll side of the camp, seemingly moving rubble away, tidying up, that sort of thing, trying to salvage what they can out of the camp. You see creatures that actually Dick has uh, had experience with demons and would recognize them from a a life long ago. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking through your scope, you would see a particular peculiar scene. You spy the three awoken you recognize, the Eater, Kustor and Menderax. 
they are kneeling towards three other creatures. The first you can make out is quite a strange creature. It has a bluish-green skin, a long, dark blue cloak with very elaborate golden symbols embroidered along the edges of it. Its head is slightly elongated, and it has two lightly glowing green eyes that seem just unnaturally piercing. It's, if you're uh, looking at this through our eyes, it's a very alien-looking creature, and I will show you all a picture of it. Drop that in the Discord for you. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, rock. Oh. It's roughly a regular humanoid size, though it is quite well built. It looks very strong for uh, its for its size. Smaller than Mendorax, but uh, definitely looks about the same height as, like, uh, Mr. Fate. Yeah, it looks, looks like a, 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 a typical sort of grey-type alien's been lifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's not grey, he's green. But apart from that, he's got that sound, it's kind of same kind of grey type alien. I can't see a mouth, though. At least not when it's uh, not got its mouth open. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Very, very yeah. smooth looking head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, as I say, it's, uh, it's, he's jacked as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the second unknown, or at least unseen before creature that you spy down there, looks to have been horrifically disfigured. You get the impression that this thing was perhaps some sort of devil. It looks a little bit different to the Ugoloths and some of the other creatures you've seen. But having been up close and personal with a bunch of devils recently, this thing strikes you quite similar to them. Except, looking through your scope here, Tommy, you never thought you'd feel sorry for a devil. But this thing's flesh has been absolutely ravaged. Sections have been removed entirely. This creature looks like maybe it used to have four arms originally, but now only has two. Its skin has been torn open in places to allow the removal of internal organs and parts. You see the, rem the remnants of what might have been mechanical components at one point. They've been like partially removed. And you can see a heavy metal collar is enclosed around its neck that has this little faint purple glow around it. And I'll show you a picture of this poor creature as well. Oh! That's gross. That is, that gross. is pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, is that a tail? Or has it got three legs? Looks like one of its legs has been split open and is kind of using itself to balance on three legs. Lovely. Pretty, Pretty gross. Yeah. And the third figure is one that Rogar would have been oh so familiar with had he been here but the group of you spy in the center of all this and the one that those three awoken that you were familiar with are kneeling towards you see a tall slender figure with pale skin long black cloak that splits in half down its back black armor a elaborate helmet that seems to cover most of its face and a shockingly large, but quite thin, black greatsword across its back. It seems to be staring down at these three awoken as they explain themselves to it. At least that's what you're assuming is happening here. You see Melkarak, our 
good old friend the Nightmare Man in the Shimmering River camp. Oh, shit. <laughs> right, let's leave. Um, yeah, I, I, I might take some convincing there. <laughs> well, I mean, you are... You're you're welcome to lose another character. Uh, <laughs> I was should, thinking should, the exact should, same should you, thing. Should you wish in the <laughs> this one last two episodes? Um, well, <laughs> well, look. So we, we we well, Sophia and I have kind of formulated a plan of what we what we need to do, and um, yeah, perhaps we can convince you to follow our plan. So yeah, I'll turn to Dick. I'll say, look, look, look mate. Well, as you can see, the uh, the orcs and gnolls are pretty much gone. Or at least the majority of them. We've uh, dealt them a blow they're not likely to forget for a while. And what you can see up there, although we should probably get out of eye shot as quickly as possible, is three fucking horrible things. I'm guessing which those uh, those boys down there, which we've seen fighting, are following. Now the guys we've seen already fighting, we fought one of them on our own, managed to survive. There's no way we're taking them all on right now. I say, has Dick had a chance to like look through your scope and see the, the what's yeah, going I, I've, on? Yeah, I've, 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 I've kind of um, unhooked my scope from my rifle. I pass it around like a like a um, regular yeah. telescope. Okay. So I'll, have, okay. I'll have shown you what's what's going on down there. Uh, have another look, mate, if you like. But all I'm saying is, it's not the right time. Now, if you're if you're a big hero, like you seem to be suggesting you are i've no reason to doubt it we've got perhaps a bigger issue which might involve some of these cunts but certainly involves someone who we thought was an ally of ours or at least an ally of convenience dick are you are you looking through the scope to continue watching for a moment or are you uh not paying that much attention yet uh i'm gonna be continue watching but uh if, well i suppose before i do anything i kind of I, I, I wanted to know, would, with what Tommy was saying, would that prompt any kind of memory in Dick that actually there were, there is one missing, so to speak? You know, ha having run into them before. Who have you run into before, out of this group? Well, who are you referring to? Obviously Rogar, because we fought. Because what? It, oh, you under, mean? Um... No, no, I was under this, under the. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the party. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant the uh, the people in the camp. No, no, no. I mean, just just with the way that he was saying that he's got Tommy was saying about uh, someone they thought was an ally, but clearly wasn't. Hmm. You do have some fleeting memories of this. You remember clashing your blade against someone with more of a draconic-looking face. It, it's all kind of shadows and blurry. You remember yelling about how you were protecting Kren and just clashing blades with this person for a brief moment, but then it all seems to sort of fade from your mind. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I suppose if I know, uh, I suppose Dick will probably like just look away, shake his head in a second, just like, uh, you know, clear the cobwebs and then, yeah, have another, I'll, I'll keep a, keep an eye out through the, uh, the telescope just for a couple, well, the scope just for a couple more, uh, a couple more seconds, just in case anybody starts moving or whatever, maybe. Okay. Well, as you keep watching then, the large green Yugoloth that we know as Menderax, the one that attacked you last night, appears to be attempting to explain to 
this figure in black. You can see from his gestures and his lowered head that he seems to be in complete uh, apologetic contrition towards this new figure. Obviously, from what we know, we assume he's probably trying to explain the fallout of the camp, his failure to capture the party, probably Rogar's loss to Karnak, and everything else that went down. I mean, he's, he's not hes not in um, in their best books, is he, at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as you're watching, you see Melkarak lean towards the Yugoloth and gently touches his face. By itself, the act might seem like understanding, almost caring towards his subordinate, but the pressure in the air, even at this distance, feels quite heavy. The Illuminated's hand radiates a green and black aura just as it contacts Menderax's skin. The large Yugoloth who caused you guys so much trouble, who was confident enough to take you all on by himself, screams and howls in agony and drops face first onto the floor with a thick, dark liquid that you assume is likely its blood rapidly pouring from its eyes, nose and ears and mouth. His body lies convulsing on the ground as Milkarak signals towards the Eater, and the creature, without a moment's hesitation, brings its maw blade down upon Menderax and begins a terrible feast, devouring the once powerful Yugoloth while it still clings to life. Shit. Sick. Crazy how made you do that. Yeah. Alright, so he's not coming after us again then? <laughs> so, uh, well, he can't die, so maybe. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Dick's just going to pass the skull back to Tommy and be like, well, guess that takes care of one problem. There he is. I mean, he we couldn't kill him, but do you think Melkrak has actually killed him? Well, maybe. But mm. he's, cer- he's, certainly, he's certainly not coming back any time in the next few days. Um, Did, would he go was- back to a different plane? I'm guessing so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, from 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 our understanding, do you have more understanding of of demons? I mean, you you kind of heard him talking with Rogar about not dying, mm, didn't you? Yeah. So you, yeah. You, that's I guess that's what you'd understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you know from like prior knowledge and what Menderax spoke about was that um, Yugoloths will return to their home plane of existence when they die normally. Yeah. Um, normally. You don't know whether Melkarak has some way to get around that or. Has people waiting for him in his home plane? You don't know. I will say this, since you got to look at things. Uh, Sophia, do me a religion check when you were looking through the scope. Religion. Also, intelligence. Isn't that nice? Yay. Mm. 17. 17. Nice me wisdom. Oh my god, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, a 17. Um, with the idea of Yugoloths in mind, you pay close attention when Tommy hands you the scope to that slightly alien-looking creature, the bluish-green one. And you recognize a creature that you've only ever heard whispers about and slight notations in very uh, violence-filled clerical books. That is an Ultraloth. They are the commanders of the Yugoloth armies during the Blood War and any altercation they're involved in. It's is a scheming, powerful, treacherous creature with a reputation for cruelty 
Ultraloths generally command their minions to fight while they stay removed from combat. Lesser Yugoloths know their place around these creatures, and they will even work for them without demanding payment, which for a, for a Yugoloth is a very rare occurrence. Mm. Are they the, the highest rank of Yugoloth? Highest rank of common Yugoloth that you're aware of, yes. Okay. They're essentially the generals of uh, yeah. the Yugoloth people. Well, I explained that to Tommy. We do not want to go anywhere near there. So we got we got a fucking general of the guy that took us on on his Todd. Or we've got a guy who touched the guy who took us on on his Todd once and killed him. And another creature that just decided to eat him while he was still alive. And something that, well... Looks like it crawled out from under Rogar's bed. That's the corpse, kind of half-living, half-dead, ruined, destroyed creature. Yeah, not exactly the smartest move to wander down there and knock on the door right now. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised if our uh, if our mission, as it were, took us into contact with at least some of them and gave us a chance maybe to take him out. More one on one. So uh, I suppose if you try, if you're explaining this to Dick, that you yeah. know you have a better, pl- you have a better idea than you know trying to sneak, try- not necessarily trying to sneak down there to fight these things, but trying to sneak down there to you know pick through whatever might be left. Well, I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to go and look at the spoils yeah. of of the destruction. Of course, I would because Tommy's well aware that 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 may involve loot. Yes, um, <laughs> but right now doesn't seem like the smartest move. And basically, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of, kind of talk to, explain to Dick to say, look, it's up to him if he wants to go down there. But the odds of him going down there and doing anything other than dying, yeah, okay, it's a heroic way out. But you can do more with your life. I mean, if you are gonna go down there, could you give us like three days? <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. Give us three days to brick it away from here, and you do what you want to do, mate. Well, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to convince him, him, him not to. I'm saying, look, you can, you can, you can go there. You can die. You will die. There is no chance that any of us, even all of us together, would stand a chance. Probably more than a couple of seconds down there. But if we play our cards right and we use our brains, we might be able to. Maybe not kill these things direct, but subvert their plans and perhaps take out this evil that's trying to rot our land. All right, Dick, Mark, you're looking for your mate, right? He's not down there. I can tell you for a fact he's not down there. Now, if you're wanting to help him, wherever he is, that's not the right way of going about it. Well, <laughs> Uh, funny you should uh, mention Montel, as Dick no Montel look for you. For m- me, Sophia, or what do you mean? Yeah, that that Montel geezer that we uh, we let leave with with our friend, Fate new Roger. friend Dick. Yeah, yeah. When he when he um, when he left, he said he was gonna come and look for us. And explain to us what the fuck was going on. So, at that point, we took it. Well, 
pretty much we had bigger fish to fry, so he took his word for it. And he hasn't come back. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, shit's gone down a bit since then. I mean, fucking Varadin was in the process of being destroyed and is now encased in a dome. We rescued as many refugees as we could and have headed to the fortress. So maybe he hasn't found us yet. Or Who knows? Maybe Montel refugee like you safe. No? He, he could be at the camp. I mean, I didn't take everybody's names. Well, we, I would have, would have assumed we recognise him, but maybe not. I don't know. He was a bit of a... He's no, a bit no, aloof. Yeah, no offence to you, Dick. He was a... He seemed to be playing his cards pretty tight to his chest. He was a bit of a, bit of a furtive geezer. So yeah, he could have been, but I, I would have thought I'd have recognised him. But maybe, maybe he got out with us. Maybe he got out with someone else. Or maybe he's trying to find us. You're welcome to come back to our camp and uh, see if he's there, though. Uh, lot, lot, lot of talking, uh, Dick. Uh, Dick, not understand words you use, furtive. Dick, uh, Dick, simple man. But um, you know. You say you want to, you want help from Dick. Dick want help from you. So, so, uh, Dick just know. Dick be hero. Dick see Montel again. And, uh, yeah. Uh, d- Dick doesn't know what, Dick doesn't actually know the words mutual agreement. He doesn't understand what that means. <laughs> but, uh, Dick, Dick's kind of like, uh, Dick, Dick, uh, Holds out his hand. <laughs> uh, Tommy's going to. Um, Tommy. Tommy thinks for a second whether he should spit on his hand, as a um, as a true gentleman's agreement. Uh, in the gutters of Varadin, thinks maybe Dick might not understand that, so he just holds his hand out and, sh- and takes Dick's hand, shake hands, and then kind of not kind of nods to Sophia. As if you wanna. I was just gonna say. See, Dick, so Dick, Dick's Dick's happy with that. Dick's kind of like holding you to, you know, if he helps you, you'll help him, kind of so, thing. There, yeah. So, how how exactly are we supposed to be helping you then, mate? No offense. Is it just fine, Montel? Because Dick, uh, Dick need to t- need to, uh, no, rid world, rid world of evil. Dick, uh, true hero. Dick, uh, you know, prove himself. Then he see Montel. Dick, uh, you know, um, uh. This, uh, you know, seems bigger than just Dick can handle, so Dick may need some help. Fair play. Dude, well, dude, yeah, I mean, this is bigger than all of us can handle, but if you're on board, then I put out my fist as a fist bump and see how he reacts to that. Um, You're going to throw me over your back, aren't you? I'm... <laughs> it's tempted, yeah. <laughs> but Dick kind of tilts his head, and like he, it, ra- he go rather than put it, rather than like fist bumping you, he puts his whole hand over your fist. Lovely, <laughs> and, then, and then we shake it, <laughs> and then I pull away, <laughs> and I do an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, R four kind of creaks up and his hand out as well. <laughs> a little distant. Dick, Dick, Dick is staring at his hand, wondering why Sophia's exploded. <laughs> please, can we leave this place now? Please, please, please. Yeah. We are so close to Menderax. 
Well, to Demander Axe's corpse being eaten. Well, yeah, sorry, I mean Malcolm X, sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we'll, um, if it well, R4's still going to be standing there with his hand outstretched. Um. Um, <laughs> just, just, I, just, just, to me- just to mess with everybody, Dick is going to like do like the, the, like the bro handshake with, with R4. <laughs> you know, slap the hands, backhand. <laughs> <laughs> R <laughs> four mechanically does all of the moves perfectly <laughs> to Tommy's surprise. Um, uh, okay, um, I, I'm guessing Solara is still kind of not really with it. So I'm going to go tickle her under the chin. Okay, since so everyone's being weird, are you, are you actually doing that? Yes, I am. She. <laughs> <laughs> She laughs, but then she gives you a really weird look. Like, why the hell did you just do that? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy's gonna be thinking to himself, maybe my choice of allies was not the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> well, I mean, t- Team Evil's down there if you want to join. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's a moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we'll um, we we best get stepping and uh, fuck off sharpish from here and start heading back to um, our fortress, I think, is a smart move. Okay. Fair enough then. So it is time to return to Black Frost Fortress, which is a hell of a trek. Another uh, four days back on over by foot. And you should be very glad that you remembered that you can cure that sight rot because you'd basically be blind by the time you got home if you didn't. Oh, thank Shit. God for that. <laughs> thank you, spells. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I think I'll, on our way back, unless you want to do anything else, um, I think perhaps we we can kind of try and dig a bit more into who Dick is, because from what we know of him, he was under mind control. We don't know anything else at all about him. And likewise, we'll perhaps fill him in on the more, you know, the more broader points of our story to date, if we start to kind of trust each other a little bit more as things go along. So, so you know, the the kind of fighting, rescuing the city from um, from Kren, and then what happened up post, and then our kind of escape um, with our refugees and our attempts to uh, find somewhere safe. Okay. And just, just, just kind of, you know, broad strokes. We won't go into too much detail about like individual actions and things like that. Maybe Tommy might mention his heroics at, you know, saving people from burning buildings and things. Okay. You know? Um, and I don't know if Dick wants to kind of fill us in on anything about him that he recalls or wants to tell us. So, all, all, all I think all, all Dick would say is like after. <laughs> Is that he doesn't he doesn't really remember much up except for being outside of Varadin and Montel saying he was come looking for you guys. Oh, I think he I think the words that he used were the 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 four people who he not necessarily saved you from but were trying to save you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then him not returning. So, uh, I, I, so as I, as I've as I, as I've as I've written. Uh, Dick tried searching for Montel, but Faradin blocked off by large dome. Dick spark forces look like angel men. Their dome, they had south. Therefore, Dick go north. 
<laughs> Dick find many people in need of help. Dick not like you, we see a mirror. Dick had warrior face paint to intimidate evil. And Dick find long black duster for swooping. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I ask you to um, demonstrate that for me? The swooping? Walking, yeah, when we're walking along. If, if, if I see like a tiny little like ledge of like a bit of a hill, I, I, I'll, I'll do like a little jump and so it like swooshes in the air. <laughs> Good swooper. Tommy doesn't doesn't quite have duster envy, but he's kind of you know there's there's a, there's a mutual duster respect there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dick go through Drymore and Hollowdale fighting bandits and gnolls. The people talk about gnoll attacks and even orc attacks in the area. Dick go to investigate these claims. That's where Dick found you. Well, for one thing, I don't think there's going to be too many Knoll and Orc attacks happening anytime soon. However, who they were working for, uh, the Giants and clearly these fuckers that we saw through my scope, they're not going to stop in their plans. That's fine. Dick will not stop being hero. Dick will protect people. Dick is a true hero. You see I hate it. the word hero. Yeah, it, uh, it gives me it, it gives me a sort of um, yeah. Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah, every time Bunkle says hero, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> but um, I mean, I <laughs> it may just be the amount of times Rogar said it after, <laughs> <laughs> after just murdering someone. <laughs> Because that's what heroes do, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so okay. Well, I mean, you know, he seems he seems like a character. This Dick. Um, I don't dislike him though. I'm suspicious a little bit that he doesn't recall anything before, and that clearly we fought him before, but he was under mind control. But why he was there in the first place, he can't give us an explanation for, and whether he's holding something back. Tommy's not sure, but you know, I'm not. I'm just distrustful of everybody, really. So it's not. It's not affecting my getting to know him more. Um, on the way back, Dick, are you sleeping at all? Uh, no, Dick can't sleep. So on the second evening of you skipping sleep, your speed is halved. Okay. Which is obviously going to slow the party down. Um, and you all notice that he is basically dead on his feet by this point. Like he is dragging himself forward. If you get to the third day, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws, and Dick looks incredibly pale, like he's like struggling to breathe. He looks like the walking dead by day three. Hey, don't you think you you should have a kip? Uh, uh, Dick uh Dick 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 uh Dick no one sleep, Dick cannot sleep. Mate, ev- ev- everyone's got to sleep sometime. Fair, fair play, push through a night, but y- yeah. you're you're going to be useless if we if we get back to our place now. No offense, but you're not going to be much help at all if you're dead on your feet. But uh, they're uh, they're too much evil. Dick, Dick must uh, Dick cannot stop till uh, till till he fight evil till till oh. Hang on. 
hang on right you said you couldn't do this all alone right so you were you were with us because we were going to help you out yes well you have a kip i'll keep an eye out <clears throat> and, and and trust me when i say i'm very bloody good at keeping an eye out i suppose over like i suppose over like this is like day three so i guess dick is becoming a bit more comfortable with you guys but i mean how close am i to just collapsing I was going to bump you on the head anyway. So I'll uh, detail for you here. You know what you're at with level three exhaustion. With level four exhaustion, your hit point maximum is halved. At level five, your speed is reduced to zero, which is pretty much collapsed. And at level six, you just die. (laughs) Oh, wow. I guess he just died. (laughs) Level six, I would just die. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So you do... Sorry, go on. So you do have to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, if you're pushing yourself to exhaustion, like, level four, halving your hit points is, like, you barely able to exist, and then level five with your speed at zero is... You take that as pretty much incapacitated, right? Like, you can't move. It's just that you're still refusing to sleep at that point. <laughs> but uh, you wouldn't get to that before you got to Black Frost anyway. So if we're stopping this at day three, you're pretty close to what you consider being unworkable for you, even if you want to continue on. Um, if Sophia bonks you on the back of the head, she can knock you out if you want. So <laughs> tempted. I mean... Uh, well, like, I'll, 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 I'll try. Know, you, you try, you do your softly, softly, yeah, and I'll, I'll be there trying to do non-lethal like, damage. Yeah, I mean, no, no, we, we, are, we are fighting a barbarian, so oh. it's quite, quite, quite a long time before we knock him out, I feel. Oh, he's and on I, his last legs, mate. I don't, I don't think when he wakes up, he'll be too happy with it. No, no, <laughs> he won't. Like, the, the, the hour before beating the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 trying to get him to go to sleep. <laughs> oh. I mean, none of us have kids in pods, so yeah, this is how you treat a toddler. Go to fucking sleep. <laughs> You do not beat your child to sleep however much you want to. <laughs> Especially he keeps swooping everywhere. Swoop, swoop. <laughs> he's half a, he's like he's like like kind of um in a bit of a daze, he's that tired, just going swoop, swoop. <laughs> um, right, so I'm guessing yeah. I'm sleeping then. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm pretty much gonna say, look, there's there's no you are of no use to us if you come back. You can't defeat evil if you can barely keep your eyes open. So trust us. We'll hang about. We'll stay awake. You have a kip. And we, tr- we, 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 we promise you that you'll be, you'll be safe. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose if Dick's that exhausted, it, it's, probably, it's probably something that he can't continue to fight. Yeah, it's fair enough. So on the third night, you do decide to uh, sleep rather than get worse. And... I'll say this, sleeping essentially um, with a long rest with food and drink, which you do have, reduces your level of exhaustion by one, so you'd go back down to your speed being halved. Okay. Which, uh, which cumulatively, I'm going to say, actually takes you five days to get home because of this. And yeah. on that first night, you, you do finally give in to sleep. And maybe it's a lie you like to tell yourself, but... It's not so much that you don't feel safe around these people. You, you, you feel like you can handle yourself even if they jumped you. You don't want to sleep, not just because there's evil out there that needs to be faced. It's because of what you remember when you do sleep. When you can't hide from it anymore. When 
you close your eyes and you don't quite see exactly what it is, but you get the shape of it and the feel of it and that guilt that weighs down on you crashes into you far heavier than when you're awake. You'd think the worst of it would actually be seeing what's what you did, all the things you did. You'd think hearing it might be the worst, but no, the thing that always sticks with you when you finally do open your eyes again, it's the smell. The smell of burning flesh does not leave your nostrils when your eyes open and you raise up with a start, even though you're still exhausted. Something you just can't shake. So, I, I, I suppose, um, I suppose Dick, Dick's not really, a, call a screamer, but... <laughs> hmm. Probably just went, well, well, okay, carry on. More walk. Is it like super early or is, you know, is anybody yeah. else awake? <laughs> you'd, you'd probably be the first to wake, even though you're physically exhausted. You're probably not wanting to stay asleep, so. <laughs> we, 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 pro- we, pro- we promised him we'd um, we keep an eye on him. So, I mean, su- suggesting that perhaps because he's so exhausted, maybe he slept a little bit longer than the rest of us did. That well, at least one of us would have been up on watch for the time. Mm. So yeah. let's, let's 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 say let's say our fours at the um, on the morning watch, perhaps, and everyone else is asleep. Okay, sure. So so just you, yeah, you wake up and there's there's our four just standing over you, staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you robot friend, uh, time to go. Yes, yes, strange new green friend. It is the morning. Rise, everybody! And he starts clanging his metal hands together like uh, <laughs> someone's summoning you for dinner. <laughs> oh, what the f- <sighs> fuck's sake, Alfor? What did I say about doing that in the morning? I believe I mentioned something about carving you a new orifice to put your hands into. Did <sighs> you just reprogram him? That would I merely see. make me more aerodynamic! Speed holes. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I could reprogram him, but I quite like him the way he is most of the time. And let's be honest, without Valmin about, I could probably do more harm than good. And then I try and roll over and go back to sleep. Oh, I thought I was going to probably start to clang louder nearer to you. <laughs> poking you with the other end of his spear. Wake, 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 wake. Wait a minute, can I just, like, take his feet from underneath him? With I'll all sweep my legs? the leg. Yeah. <laughs> sweep the leg. Uh, probably not. No, you probably just kick the metal and hurt your shin. Oh, uh, well, it's worth a try. You're, you're no monk. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you try to sweep his leg, kick him hard, scream a little bit, and he just goes, Screaming implies you are awake. Job is done and continues mm. off walking. Hey. <laughs> right. Um hang on, hang on. Let's let's at least have a little tiny bit of breakfast first. And I'm pretty sure Sophia needs to uh do her usual spells to her god. Hey, by the way, if we haven't mentioned already, uh Dick is a technically a good god. I kind of look look around like at least I think so, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. So have you yeah. heard of Kellenbor? No. Oh the what? <laughs> She's asking Dick if he's heard of Clemble. Uh, um, oh no. 
if you were, I suppose, I mean, you actually were raised with other orcs and half orcs. So if you're familiar with any god, it is the uh, the great god of war, Grumsh, who is horribly misunderstood by these uh, other races. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, D- Dick probably doesn't know who Kelimbor is. Okay, um, no man, he's a good one anyway. So do, 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 if you if you mention Grumsh or anything about being raised by orcs or something like that, that that's gonna twig something in Tommy's mind. If you do, I, I would probably mention it now. If he's, if you're just like, oh, praise Kellenball. Kellenball's amazing. Uh, <laughs> just because like, it's not the Whispering Man, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be like, huh? Kellenball probably puny god, really <laughs> real god, Grumch real god. Who's Grumch? Is he an orc god? Grum- Grumch god of war. Yes, orc god of war. He's very big, very powerful. Much so, than Dick. You just reminded me actually when we were uh, in the orc camp. Um, I had a little scrap with the dead, well, ghost of the uh, ghost spirit, something like that, of the uh, leader of Clan Ogrish, actually, and um, he let me have his axe. Do you know anything about? I'm assuming if you were raised or had something to do with orcs in your in your life, being being half an orc as you are, anything about this? And I'll kind of slide this very large axe out of my bag of holding. Um. Are you passing it to me? I kind of, I kind of show it to you. Um, if you, if you hold out a hand, uh, I've kind of got no reason not to let you have a look. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take all of it and have a gander at it. What would, it, what, what are all in Cookson? Um, I mean, you would recognise Grumpsh's symbol on the axe, actually, because yeah. you would just be familiar with it. It is uh, a symbol of a single eye. You see it actually just emblazoned on the axe head itself. I mean, I would say over this time, if you've passed it to Solara as well, she can identify just what this axe is. Yeah. Um, but I will bring it up. But um, yeah, from your point of view, Dick, it seems to be an honoured weapon of Grumsh, probably blessed by him at some point, or by one of his war priests, his representatives in this realm, to uh, essentially imbue it with power. For you and for your people, it would actually be quite an artifact to uh, get your hands on, or at least uh, quite an important item. Whoever, as he said, it was a clan leader that held yeah. this. That's, that makes sense. Someone that yeah. important would uh, hold it. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh. Right. It is a giant slaying great axe. So uh, at base, it is a plus one great axe to attack and weapon damage rolls made. Um, it is a magical weapon, of course. If you hit a giant with it, the giant takes an extra 2d6 damage of the weapon's type and must succeed on a DC 15 strength saving throw or fall prone. For the purpose of this weapon, giant refers to any creature with the giant type, including Ettons and Trolls. Ooh. Shit. That's pretty cool. What's fake Rogar now? Size-wise? Uh, medium. Just a half-hawk. Oh, no, no, no. You mean like Dragon Rogar? No, he's yeah. a dragon, isn't he? I'm guessing. Oh, um, no, he's not. He was either, you didn't get a close look. He was either huge or gargantuan, but that's not a classification ah. of giant. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. I yeah. Could you, could, you, uh, could you send me over those deets and I will um, we'll fill do. them out of my magical items list? So, yeah, Dick's just, Dick's just going to be like, that uh, very, very special axe. Blessed by Grumch. Yes. Uh, Dick, uh, unfortunately, Dick. Not, 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 not great at uh, swinging axe, but he uh, he may do. Well, I mean, you yeah, I'm I'm sure you can probably 
guy with a brawn like you can swing an axe like this. If we come across a uh, a giant, it might be pretty handy to have. Um, do you want to uh, do you want to hang on to it for now? Seeing as oh. the place we are going to is going to be filled with giants. Now I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not giving it to you permanently, but if you uh, if you want to hang on to it for now, then you might as well. Oh, uh, sort of like higher purchase. <laughs> no, no, no. Dick, Dick understand. If Dick die, you take axe. That's fine. Well, it's that, or perhaps we need some leverage if we come across uh, Clan Ogresh again. Um, but at least for now, I don't see any reason. Uh, it's no use to me because, well, at least you use your strength for swinging your sword. I use my skill for swinging my blades. So not really much use for me. And I think uh, Sophia would rather hang on to her shield. Yes, yes, Dick, Dick agree. Dick likes shield. Dick, uh, Dick, 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 finds shield very useful. Yeah, I saw you knocked uh, knocked Mendrix back a couple of times with your shield. That was that was quite some fancy work. I mean, yeah, nothing nothing against shields myself, but I tend to prefer having a weapon in the second hand if I can, because you know, two stabs are better than one. Mm, fair point. Fair point. Right. Um, I need to know what it does. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what. So, so, so I, was, I was saying, it was just at that, at that point, I thought, Cooks, just send me the details. Actually, send, yeah, send Bunkle the details. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he can hang on to that for an hour in his inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems pretty, pretty sweet there. That was, that was worth a, uh, a bit of a scrap in the graveyard. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I think it's a good idea to hang on to it just in case we come across, across Clan Ogresh because it might be useful. <laughs> Um, right. Okay. So you've all had a good kip. We've had some food. Sophia's done her prayers, and then we'll we'll, he- we'll head off. And I guess is this this the final day, or have we got more more day? Uh, so it took you five days total. So I think there's actually one more day after this uh, little chat and weapon exchange before you okay. finally finally see sight of your new home. At least uh, <sighs> spying it in the distance. Is it on fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Not on fire, it seems entirely intact. And actually, as you're approaching, you see that the walls are a little bit better manned than when you left it. You see actually a few people patrolling with uh, crossbows or bow and arrows, and basically, it actually looks a little bit more defended. Oh, good. Yeah, and as you approach and you give a little signal to the guards to let you in, which you did agree previously, and you start making your way into your home through the main gates. And you see the citizens, they look quite pleased to see your return. They're getting on with their days and so on and so forth. As you start making your way towards the castle, the uh, inner keep as it is, the door opens and uh, two armored figures approach you. Your recently promoted uh, Captain Andrew that you gave the full plate to, looking very imposing in his uh, borrowed gear. It's uh, fit, fitting him quite well. And his fancy captain hat that uh, mm. Tommy gifted him. And you see guard captain Emmerich approaching as well. And Dick, you you scream and drop to your knees. And that's where I'm going to end this episode. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh yeah. Did Emmerich touch you in a naughty place? Uh, well, pro- probably probably when he was wearing Emmerich's face. <laughs> he touched everything in a naughty place. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, fun times, but at least you're home. 
Yay! Yay! Oh, I want my shopping. Is it like my um when I get a Asda delivery? Oh, like, uh, you <laughs> substituted some shit. It was like way out of date, and you got me a packet of toilet rolls instead of some plums. Yeah, you ordered four uh, greater healing potions. Uh, They didn't have those in stock, I'm afraid. So you've got two potions of acid resist and uh, two potions of levitation. I hope that uh, works for you. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's sad that it's so true. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope that was fun for you all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. we didn't fight in this episode, which is weird. We didn't fight. We we, we actually we made wow. friends. Mm. Yeah. We the, talked uh, about doing good. The uh, other members of the party met a uh, major boss for once. <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've heard he, his voice, but I've not um, seen him. I'm really glad we convinced Dick not to go down into the camp. <laughs> I'm I'm still not sold on Dick, am I? I'm just like, yeah, if you want to go, just give us three days. Well, Sophia's Tommy doesn't. Tommy's not good good at trusting, but he kind of he's 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 more subtle about it. Sophia's like, I don't give a fuck about other people. I have Solara. Yeah, I have Solara. That is it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, she, she, I even offer you a pretty decent deal there of, you know... No, I think my you friend. still need to sell it. You need to sell it to me, mate. With your uh, eyes. You need to sell it with your eyes. How am I going to sell it more to you? <laughs> if you don't want my help, fine. <laughs> I'll take Dick and we'll go and save Valmin, because that's what heroes do. Oh, every time someone <laughs> yeah. says heroes, I'm going to do a shot. <laughs> don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Actually... Do, but we'll do it as a special episode where it doesn't matter if it turns out completely fucking nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I will end you. <laughs> because that's what heroes do. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I would have Montel return to give a big hero speech about how great heroes are and uh, <laughs> how every world needs a hero, and we found a hero in Dick Fate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He's not the hero that that Varadin needs. He's the hero Varadin deserves. Yeah. yeah, but now I've got Mariah Carey hero, and then Enrique Iglesias is hero. So yeah, there's a lot of songs just going around now. Oh, well, I say I'm glad you all enjoyed, and that was Gunpowder Treason No Plot. If you had fun with the episode, be sure to check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/gtmp. You can find our Discord server there. You can find some uh, hidden episode we uploaded a little while ago and some images and things that are available to Patreons only, as well as access to our Discord server and other tiers of rewards too. Lots of fun there. If you wish to chat to any of us just broadly, we're all on Twitter. I am there as at Trees and No, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, both at Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. And... I'll turn you over to my co-host to say their own little goodbyes. Yeah, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna do my usual sign-off, but um, I just want, I, I just wanted to use this opportunity, I guess, to say thank you to Cookson and the guys, uh, for you know doing this and let me carry on joining in and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I, I've 
I, not everybody knows, but I've uh, had like depression, and anxiety for a long time now. And uh, but this is the one thing that you know I truly look forward to every week. And uh, you know, thank you, you guys, for you know keeping it going and you know sticking out with me. Yeah, no oh, worries, dude. buddy. Hey, man, Let, we... Let's kill you off. <laughs> no, dude, we, we 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 totally appreciate it. We have great fun with you every every single week, and it, mm. apart from the fact that we're all in different country different parts of the country, although it'd be it'd be great if we could meet up and do this a bit more in person occasionally. Mm. And hopefully, or with webcams. Hope well, hopefully with like things going, you know, the country steadily improving and stuff with this pandemic. Maybe we can meet up again soon sometime. Mm, we can all stop yep. being uh, locked in our own houses. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, hey, and... Let's go on world tour. Let's go first. We'll go to New Zealand, and then there are parts of America I know that would thoroughly enjoy us being there. Well, Just go on I mean, tour. Abs- absolutely, <laughs> and we would love to go on tour and come to a location near you. But to do so, we're going to need a couple more Patreon subscribers. Just so, two. Whilst we lo- <laughs> we love we love all our Patreon subscribers, and we love all you listeners out there who get it for free. <laughs> if, you feel like it, if you feel like it help us out let us get on tour let us come let's meet up and at least see each other sometime <laughs> and, and, and let's, let's we'll, get matt a webcam and and and, and i'll tell you what i'll tell you what we'll, we'll we'll send you a nice picture on our discord of us all giving bunkle a massive hug big yeah. bro hug um when and, we next see him yeah and yeah buddy i mean it wouldn't be the same without you either mate it's been uh i think this group has uh, done a hell of a lot, and it's yeah, it's it's been amazing playing with all you guys and all of you keeping it going and uh, helping each other out and just having a, a good time. So I'm glad. I'm always glad you guys always seem to enjoy things. So I'm uh, really happy to hear that, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, yeah, we love you, dude. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I love you guys too. <laughs> and when you're Rogar, we love to hate you. <laughs> when you were Rogar, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you might have to come back and voice a dragon sometime. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can't shit. follow up from that. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just sign off now, Matt? I'm, I'm te- well, I've, I've got I've, I've got a thing for Tommy now. No, but, no, you know- no. We can do that next week. All right. Save then. it, dude. Save it. Save it. <laughs> Save it. Oh. Well. Go on then. We'll end with uh, with all the love, all the love around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'll, uh, hey, thank you for joining us once again, and yeah, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I'm Emily. I'm Erica. And we're your new best friends, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Listen to Grow Out of It every Sunday to make fun of us, as all best friends should, while we read our old creative writing from our childhoods. There's a first time for everything, the magnified voice (laughs) replied. Mm -hmm. My name is Morgus, and I will destroy you. (laughs) Classic Morgus. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.